What's up? What is going on? It is one of those days, one of those beautiful days in Michigan where you wonder what um, month it is on the calendar. You're wondering what time it is because things are going on outside that, as far as the weather is concerned, that should not be. And so you're thinking, my God, is it is it July or is it November? You don't know. And I do believe that in your season, in your time, you're going to be just like that weather outside. People are going to look at the calendar. People are going to start looking at your credit, looking at your home life, looking at your upbringing, looking at different things that should be in your life. And they're going to make a judgment of what should be. But at the end of the day, it's going to be something totally different. You're going to be blessed. They're living and set free. The calendar and what you've been going through says you should be going through some depression, some doubt, some issues. But God is going to bless you. Amen. It's not going to line up with what people think. As a matter of fact, I believe God right now is going to prepare a table for you in the presence of all your enemies that you are going to be able to, in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, you're going to be able to do exceedingly abundantly above. You're going to do exploits. The Bible says something very innocent. The Bible says that they that know that though their God shall be strong and do exploits. Are you ready to do some exploits? Hallelujah. Are you ready to get out of your own way? Are you ready to just believe God totally? Are you ready to take the chastisement of the Lord and just move on? Are you are you ready to stop being stubborn and going against the Lord and start going with him into um, your future and your destiny? Well, if you do believe that, if you're ready for all that, glory to God, if you're ready for your relationship with God to go stronger, then I got a word for the Lord for you found in the book of Luke chapter 18. Excuse me, Luke chapter 8. Lord, I'm getting ahead of myself. That you may know what is the will of the Lord. Have you ever wondered why some people seem like they respond to the word of the Lord different? Have you ever noticed that for some people it seems like the word of the Lord works for them, but it doesn't work for others? Have you noticed that it seems like some people respond differently to the word of the Lord? Hallelujah. Well, it seems like the word of the Lord um, is working in areas in, in, in a person's life. And you think, and why not? It doesn't work for me that way. Well, I got an answer for that. And it's found in the book of Luke around chapter 8. Um, people respond to the word of the Lord differently. As a matter of fact, people respond to truth differently. Hallelujah. Oh God, before we go on, I need to get into a word of prayer. Father, we thank you right now for your name and your word. We thank you right now, Father God, for your everlasting covenant that you've made with Abraham, Father God, that we are partakers of, Father God, as long as we are the children of faith, then we are blessed with faithful Abraham. Hallelujah. Father God, the covenant that you made, Father God, when he shall be the father of many nations, you're going to bless him to bless him, curse him to curse him. Father God, you're going to bless him exceedingly and glory to God. And so we thank you right now, Father, in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, because we know that as long as we are the people of faith, the children of faith, then we're blessed right along with him. Father God, we partake of that covenant and we believe you right now. For the glory that's yet to be revealed and still being revealed. Hallelujah. Listen, there's a reaction to truth. Uh, you can hear truth. And one of the things you can do with truth is you can reject it. 
That's right. You can reject truth. Hallelujah. That's right. Or you can receive it. You can receive truth. Hallelujah. Uh, you can pronounce the truth. Uh huh. You hear truth and some people pronounce it. They proclaim it. Hallelujah. You can glory to God. Hallelujah. Attack truth. Some people attack the truth. <laughs> they attack it. And, 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 and some people glory to God. Not only do they, they um, act on it. Now, there are other things you can do with truth, but that's off the top of my head. Those are um, the five things that, that some people do with truth. Some people reject it. Some people receive it. Some people pronounce it. And believe it or not, some people will attack the truth. And we got other folks that act on it. Some people now, they just receive it. Some people just pronounce it. Some people reject it, attack it, and they act on it. The difference is, glory to God, and what you've been going through is, you may be one of the people who um, receive it. Yeah, you were ready to receive the truth. You receive it. You're ready to receive a word. Some of you pronounce it. That's right. You proclaim what you don't heard. Um, some people actually um, act on it. Mm -hmm. And those are the people who get a different response from the word of the Lord than others do. Mm -hmm. The word of God, it works for them. Yes, the word of God works in their life. Hallelujah. The word of God, um, glory to God, manifests itself, himself in their life. Did you know that words are like seeds? Hallelujah. The word is a seed. Hallelujah. And when a seed is planted in your heart, the seed got to be watered. <laughs> Hallelujah. The seed got to be watered. Amen. You can water the seed by the different, just simply get into more word. My suggestion to you is in order to get the word of God to grow and manifest your life, you're going to have to start acting on this word. The Bible says something very interesting in the book of James. It says, be ye doers of the word and not hearers only deceiving your own self. Lord God, it's not enough just to hear the word of the Lord. We're going to have to start acting on this thing. If God is God, then we're going to have to really start seeing the, the order to see the benefits of the word of God in our lives. We're going to have to start acting on the things that we have heard. Hallelujah. Let me get into the word of God. Let me show you something real quick in Luke chapter 8. We're going to read some scriptures and then we're going to come back for a word of prayer. And then we're going to leave it alone for a hot second. But listen, in the book of Luke chapter 8, around verse 1, let me show you something. Let's start reading the verse 1. It says this. And it came to pass afterward that he went throughout every city and village, preaching and showing the glad tidings of the kingdom of God. And the twelve were with him. This is Jesus Christ. Now he's going about now throughout every city. Jesus Christ, is, I, I, I like to call it sometimes, he's just on a tour. He, he's going through every city. And what he's doing is in city, and not just city, in village. And he's preaching the word of God. But not just preaching it. He, he, he's showing the glad tidings of the kingdom of God. He, he's not just preaching it. He's showing them. The benefits of the word of God. He's preaching and teaching and showing um, the glory to God, the manifestation of the word. Now watch this. And the twelve disciples, now watch this, they were with him. Now watch what happened now. Verse, verse 2. And certain women which had been healed of evil spirits and infirmities. These women were healed of evil demonic possessions. They had been healed of different sicknesses. And let me tell you what that is. That is Jesus Christ just not giving the word, 
But that is Jesus Christ. When these things start happening, the healing of the sick and the evil spirits coming out, that is Jesus Christ manifesting the word or actually, glory to God, acting on the word. <laughs> that is the word being manifest and acted on in your life. See, I, we have to get um, to where we not just want to give a word, but we, we want to act on it. We got to get to the point where we just don't want to uh, receive a word. And hear preacher preach, but we want to act on what we are hearing. And Jesus Christ was one of those who, when he came to town, when he did things, he not only gave a word, but signs and wonders followed the word that he gave. Actions followed the word of God that he gave. The manifest God was backing him up with signs following. God was backing his word up. When he spoke about healing, somebody got healed. And when he spoke on faith, somebody got some faith. When he prophesied, Things happen. Not things are going to happen. Things, not things might happen. Not Nope, it happened. Glory to God. See, I, I pray that as we as preachers and teachers and bishops and deacons or whatever you get titled with, or religious folk, whatever you get titled with, um, choir members, glory to God, ushers, bus drivers, um, hallelujah, whatever you're doing, you're just cleaning up the church, whatever you're doing, that I pray that the Spirit of God follows you and that the manifestation of the Word of God uh, begins to manifest Himself in your life, make Himself known in your life, that when you walk, when you talk about the Word of God, things happen. Hallelujah. So watch what else happened here. Now we see now why she says, and certain women have been healed of evil spirits and infirmities. Watch this, Mary called Manaline. Out of whom went seven devils. Here's a woman by the name of Mary Magdalene. Who Jesus Christ. Because of Jesus Christ's ministry. Seven devils were cast out of her. There's people walking around right now with demonic possessions. There's people right now walking around with they're doing things. They don't even know why they're doing them. There are people right now. You got your children right now doing things. that You're saying to yourself. I didn't raise that kind of son or daughter. You got folks right now doing things that you don't know why they're doing it. You listen to the news. You don't know what's going on. It is evil spirits trying to take over folk. We see it right now in hatred is trying to take over this world. Let me show you something. We wrestle not against flesh and blood. We don't wrestle against people. But against uh, principalities, spiritual wickedness, and high places. Hallelujah. Out of this woman, Mary Mandeline, went seven devils. And let me show you something. What else? What else happened now? Because I told you now, right now, Jesus, he went throughout the... Now, watch what... Let's get a review now. Don't, don't, so we don't lose ourselves in what we're speaking about. Because um, I'm trying to tell you how to make the Word of God work for you. Now, watch this. It says, now, the, it says, Jesus went into all these villages. Now, he's going to every city and village, preaching and showing the glad tidings of God. And while he was doing that, in the midst of Jesus' ministry, there were certain women that were healed of evil spirits and infirmities and weaknesses. Sicknesses and out of a certain woman, um, she had seven devils cast out of her. Mm. What woman you with right now? And you thinking you they got that person that you with right now got seven different personalities. You don't know what to think, you don't know what to, to say to them, you don't know what to speak. You don't know what to, one minute they're happy, next minute they're sad, one minute they like this, the other minute they don't like it. You don't know what to think. You don't know what to do. You don't know what to say. You don't know how to act around them. Anything. Poss quite possibly that person would be dealing with seven devils. Seven different personalities. Glory to God. That you got to deal with when you deal with certain people. 
My God, it's another one. It's another one. You can be dealing with a man with five or six different personalities. And the reason why he got five or six personalities is probably because he got five or six different opinions. The Bible says a double-minded man, a double-minded man is unstable in all his ways. In not some his ways, but all his ways. Father, now i got to stop right now and give a word of prayer. Father, right now in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, Lord God, help us, help me, help us, help us as men. Never from this day forth be double-minded. Let us be single-minded. Know what we want. Say what we want. No hiding. No intimidation. No secrecy. No deception. It is what it is with us. Let us just be straightforward and say what we want. Hallelujah. Whether we for God, let us be for God. But if not, let us get out. If we for Jesus, let us be for Jesus. If you believe on Jesus, if not, let us get out. If not, let's not be double-minded. No, well, I believe this guy's God. And also, I do believe this also. And no, I know two or three things. I know opinions. Right now, in the name of Jesus Christ, Christ of Nazareth, let us never be double-minded. Seven different spirits. Seven different personalities. See, you've been dealing with somebody who has seven different personalities. Listen, you're only dating right now one person, but actually you're dealing with seven spirits. You could be married to uh, somebody right now, but actually you're dealing with seven spirits. Glory to God. You get my God in here. I feel like preaching this one. This, this is where you got. See, right now in the name of Jesus. So you ever had somebody, you ask them what's their type of men or what's their type of job or what's their type of thing that they like? And they got seven or six different answers. Seven different spirits. For a man that's being double-minded. For, 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 for what he better try to attack with witness, he try to put you in seven different spirits. But Father, right now in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, just like Mary Magdalene had five, excuse me, seven different spirits cast out of her, then I cast out every seven different spirits right now in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth from every woman and every man that wants it. Even now I'm the bush. Anybody right now in the name of Jesus that is struggling with seven different spirits, we cast that thing out. If it was a man right now that's hearing this podcast, even now, in the name of Jesus, we cast out the double-minded man right now in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Hallelujah. Seven personalities. Double-minded. Glory to God. Let me get back into the Word of God. Let me show you something else. Because, see, when you're a man of God, when you're a preacher, you're a teacher, I, I noticed today, and it's, it's, it's nothing wrong with it. I mean, you, you have somebody coming in to preach at your church. You got somebody coming in. You want to take up an offering for them. Cool. My only problem is, where the begging come in at? How did we get to the point where you got a man of God coming in to preach at your church? And for 45 minutes after the message, he got to beg for some money. For 45 minutes. I knew it's somebody up here in a $100 line or in a $50 line. Here goes a twenty dollar line. Oh my God! Uh, some somebody right now in the name of Jesus Christ, yeah, we're, we're tugging on you right now. You need to give a hundred dollars right now, man. Forget all that foolishness. Let me show you what Jesus did. When Jesus walked the earth, he didn't have to beg nobody for money, but his ministry spoke for itself. 
Let me show you what I'm talking about. Look at verse 3 of Luke chapter 8. Look at verse 3 says, it says, Johanna and Johanna, the wife of Chusa Herod Stewart, and Susanna, and many others, which ministered unto him, that's Jesus, of their substance. Wait a minute. Jesus now is going around to these cities and these villages, all right? He's preaching the word of God. He's teaching the word of God. And he's just not talking and preaching and teaching. Signs and wonders are following him and people are being delivered and set free. For instance, certain women, for instance, they've been healed of certain, uh, certain spirits and they've been healed of infirmities, which is sicknesses. And because of that, there are certain women who got together and decided we're going to minister to him of our substance. If when you study your body real close, you find out the substance is possessions. And if I can bring it up to date what I'm talking about, possessions is that money, that paper. He didn't have to beg for money because his ministry spoke for itself. My mentor told me, if you're really giving a good word, you ain't got to beg the money for nothing. Both's going to give to you. Hallelujah. Jesus didn't have to beg. But they wanted to give to him because they seen the power of God only and any. And so they ministered to him. Now watch this. I'm going to show you something though that you may not believe. Giving is ministry. Yes, it is. Giving is ministry. And if you're able to be a part of that ministry, if you've got enough faith to be a part of that ministry, bless your man or your woman of God that you've been hearing the word of God from. My God in here. But let me show you why. You see, these women that were following him and these women that were part of the ministry, and these women have been blessed. And when I begin speaking with you today, I'm just talking about how you meet the word of God work for you. So these women were not just hearing Jesus preach. They were hearing the words that he was saying, believing the word of God he was saying, and they were acting on the words that were coming out of his mouth. Mm. But let me tell you what the trick of the enemy is to stop you from hearing the word of God. And let me give you some things that can stop you from receiving the manifestation of the word of God in your life. Let me give you some word right now. What if a man of God came to you preaching? He gave you a word of faith. Start talking about your faith. Faith come by hearing in the word of God. He gave you a word of God about, you know, redemption. How you've been redeemed and brought back from the enemy. He may have gave you a word of God on propitiation. How the, the atoning sacrifice, um, the blood of Jesus, uh, cleansed you from all sins. Hallelujah. He may have gave you a word of God that your sins are forgiving. He may have gave you a word of God that says that, hey, well, I believe of all, above all things, 
that thou wilt shall be in health. I wish above all things that thou wilt be in health and prosper, even as your soul prosper. Another word of God, he can come out. This is in the Bible. He can give word of God talking about how it is the God himself. It is he that give you power to get wealth. Right. It's another word of God that may come and say he's giving you certain gifts of the spirit. Hallelujah. There's another word of God that he may come to you and say, well, um, the Holy Ghost or this promise of the spirit is to you and your children. All these words of God that the man of God can come and give to you. That's another word of God that, that he can come and give to you and, and perhaps say in Mark chapter 16, it said that um, if you believe on Jesus, um, then you shall be able to lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. You see, all these words of God, that man of God can come and give you. But what stops you from receiving it as far as it manifests itself, as far as that word of God working for you, and you seeing it actually manifest in your life? <laughs> Let me show you something in Luke chapter 4. Excuse me. Um, verse 4 of Luke chapter 8. Let's go deeper and see what stops us. Watch what Jesus say. He's getting ready to give them a parable. And it says in, in, in Luke chapter 8 around verse 4. And when much people were gathered together and would come to him out of every city, he spake a parable unto them. Now watch this. He says a sower went out to sow his seed. I told you words are like seeds. And as he sowed, some fell by the wayside. Hmm. So when it sees, some of these seeds fell by the wayside. And it was trodden down and fowls so of the air devoured it. Hmm. And some fell upon a rock. And as soon as it was sprung up, it withered away because it lacked moisture. Lord have mercy. Let us go deeper. And some fell among thorns, and the thorns sprung up with it and choked it. <laughs> All these are examples of what happened when the word of God goes forth. And you in the audience, you in the crowd, listening to the word of God. Now watch this. What else will happen? And the other fell on good ground and sprung up and bare fruit a hundredfold. Now these are people who have heard the word and it worked for them. The word of God manifested in life. And when he had said these things, he cried, he that hath ears to hear, let him hear. And I'll say that right now. He that hath ears to hear, let him hear the word of God right now. But that was a parable. And oftentimes Jesus spoke in parables. <laughs> and so the people really didn't understand what he was trying to tell them. But the disciples did. Because they asked him. If you don't understand the word of God. If you don't understand what's going on. The next time I want you to do something very interesting. I want you to ask him. Hallelujah. Lord, the Lord is waiting to ask him. Lord, I don't understand this. I don't understand that in your word. What does this mean? What does this mean for me? But let us go deeper. And his disciples asked him, saying, What might this parable be? They didn't understand what was going on either. They said, What is this parable about? What do you mean? Talking about somebody sowing a seed and it's falling on waysides and, and stony grounds and, and, and thorns. And what is going on, Jesus? And watch what Jesus said to them. 
and unto he says, and he said, unto you is given to know the mysteries of the kingdom of God. It's on you to give. But to others in parables. The seeing they might not see, and hearing they might not understand. But not you. Not you, man of God. Not you, woman of God. You understand as you gonna understand exactly what the Lord of God is saying. And watch what the Bible says here. Now, the parable is this. The seed is the word of God. And I tell you, I told you that words are like seeds. I told you that the word of God is a seed. And you have a seed right now on the inside of you. And all you got to do is water that thing so it can manifest in your life. How do I water it? Start doing the word of God instead of just listening. How do I get rid of these seven different personalities that I got? Because uh, some might speak to me and I'm happy one day and I'm sad the next day. And then sometimes it ain't even the next day. Sometimes within a couple of hours. When you got seven different personalities, you can receive a gift from somebody, right? You'd be happy with the gift. But in three hours, you're saying, I don't know if I like this anymore. Seven different personalities. You like this man today. You like that man the next day. You like this woman today. You like that woman the next day. You like this type. This it. You stubble-minded men, unstable. Seven different personalities, unstable. Lord God, help us be stable in these last days. He said, Jesus said this in verse eleven. This is Luke chapter eight, and verse eleven. He said, "The seed is the word of God." Now watch this. What happens? And those by the wayside are they that hear. Then cometh the devil and taketh away the word out of their hearts, lest they should be believed and be saved. There is people, there is people out there right now that hear the word of God, but they ain't saved. Because if the seed fell on the wayside and the devil came immediately and took away the word of God that was sown in their heart. Unless they should believe and be saved. So that is one way. The word of God can't work for you. Because you let the devil come in immediately and take it away. But let us go deeper. He says, and they that on the rock are they, which when they hear, receive the word with joy. These people, when they see the word of God, they are so excited. Rebu they are received it, receive it with joy. My God in here. Boy, they, they are get the clapping and the high-fiving, jumping and the shouting, running owls. Woo! Man, they, 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 they receive the word of God with joy. My God in here. But there's a problem. Let's see what happens. He says, they on their own, they're on the rock when they hear, they receive the word of God with joy. Watch this. And these have no root. They have no root, though. For a, for a while, they believe for a while. Mm-hmm. They, they believe in God for a while. Sometimes that while can be a couple years. <laughs> uh, what that, a while for somebody could be a couple hours. I don't know. But they, they, they wish for, they, they hear the word of God. They receive it with joy. And for a while they believe. But in time of temptation, they fall away. In time of testing. Let me give you some a word of God real quick. So the word of God now is like a seed, right? 
the word of God is a seed, right? When you hear it, he said, when you hear the word of God, you, you, you're receiving it with joy. Watch this now. Now, like I said, that word may be a word concerning your faith. It could be a word concerning redemption, propitiation, a word concerning um, marriage. You might say the prophets about marriage. Different things can go on in God. You're hearing these words from the Lord. And you receive that word with joy. And you're waiting on the manifestation of the word of God. But let me warn you about something. Whenever you hear the word of God and what God's going to do and what the word of God is going to do for you, you're going to be tested off the word that you heard. Oh, you don't feel what I'm saying. So if the man of God now comes to you and preaches you faith, your faith then may be tested. And your faith can be tested in many ways. Are you going to keep the faith in that word you heard? In times of temptation and testing? Or are you going to fall back? Say, well, maybe this word of God wasn't for me. If, if God really spoke to your heart and said you're going to have a husband, you still got the faith. It's been a while. You still got the faith. The word of God came and said, well, you're going to get promoted. Or the word of God came and said, your sins are forgiven. The word of God came and said, you're going to be uh, the deacon, the pastor. The word of God came and said, you got the gift of healing. The word of God came and said, you're going to do this, that, and the other with your life. And now you look at your life and you don't messed up. You might have messed up and you might have done some things wrong. And you still believe in the word of God? Your whole life is going to be testing. The father of faith, Abraham himself, went through testing. When God told Abraham that he's going to be the father of many nations, Abraham in the midst of that messed up and slept with a woman he wasn't supposed to sleep with. You might have slept with somebody you're not supposed to sleep with. In the midst of that, you're going to lose your faith? You're going to say, but well, perhaps I'm not the man of God. Perhaps I'm not the one of God. I should be. Or He said, the Bible says that people who hear this word and they that have stony ground or fall upon a rock, they're the ones that hear that word. They receive the word with joy. Now, they got joy. They receive it with joy at first. Everybody got joy when they hear the word of God, don't they? And don't let it be a revival. Everybody's shouting and dancing. But after the shouting is over, there's going to be the test. You ever stood up? And gave your testimony. You have those testimony services, right? Where people stand up and say, I pray, I think and praise God. And somebody may stand up with a testimony service, say, I think and praise God. Then I'm delivered from hatred. Somebody else may stand up in the testimony service and say, Well, I think and praise God. Uh, he's delivered me from drugs. All right. Think and praise God. He delivered me from being a sex addict. Thank and praise God. I don't know. You won't really hear that too much in church because people want to put their business out there. But you know, I thank and praise God that my son is, is going to college. Different things that be going on. People testify about. Did you know that the enemy will come along and test your testimony? That's what it means by the word falling on the stony ground. And then that's what it means by you receiving the word with joy. And that's what I mean when it says that the time of temptation. Because when, when you're tested, your testimony is tested. If you're saying, I think and praise God, I'm living from hatred, here come the devil again, testing you with that and putting somebody in your path that you once hated. Perhaps you may say that I've been living from drugs. Now here comes the devil trying to test you now with drugs again. Here comes the dealer that you used to deal with. He don't came by the crib. 
You can say, I thank you, praise God, that I'm, I'm, I'm delivered from being a sex addict. And here comes an ex that you used to be in bed with 24-7. All of a sudden, out of nowhere, he texts your phone. That's the time of temptation. That's the time of the word that's been sown in your heart. Being tested, tempted by the enemy. And many people, they fall away. I'm not saying make a mistake and come back. No, they fall away. They're gone. They don't believe that word no more. Now they don't believe they've been delivered. Now they don't believe that God is on their side. And that's what happens when people hear this word. Receive it with joy. But can't hold on. But there's another one. Can we go deeper? Verse 14 says this. And they which fell among thorns are they which, when they have heard, they go forth. These folks, they have heard the word and they're now starting to go forth. But what still happens to these people? They are <laughs> become choked. How do you get choked? They are choked with the cares and the riches and pleasures of this life and bring no fruit. Fruit to perfection, to maturity. Now, I will say myself have fallen into this category myself. Because oftentimes you can hear the word of the Lord, Lord. Watch this. Now, you're going forth. You're doing the work of the Lord. Now, if you heard. But oftentimes what can happen is the cares of this life. Mm -hmm. And the cares may be, man, my rent. Oh, my God, my car. Uh, the car note, the insurance, the medical Oh, my God, uh, when would I be married? Oh, my God, uh, the wife, the cares of this life, they, they become distractions to you. And you start worrying more about the cares of this life instead of the word. The things of this life and their normal things, the bills, the children, this, that, and the other, your, your cares become choked. They begin to choke you. They begin to suffocate you. Now you're focusing more on that instead of trying to bring the word of God and the fruit. Of what you heard to fruition, to maturity. You have begun a work. But you have not bring, brought anything to maturity and completion. Lord, and, and there's a lot of us right now. They're in that state of this thorny ground. Because we do believe Jesus. We do believe in the word. And we're going forth. But the cares of this life, of this life always distract us. And get us to the point where we don't bring our fruit to maturity. Even out of this podcast that I'm doing in Jesus name. I can't stop it. If this, this is an example of what I'm talking about. If I was to start this podcast, which I don't start it, preaching the word of God, trying to help people out and help myself out because we help each other out. Watch this. And all of a sudden I was to stop it. And all of a sudden three or four years have passed by. You're like, what happened to that? You know what probably happened to me? The cares of this life have choked the word. And we become unfruitful. Brebo shaka. I pray right now in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth that you take no thought for your life, what you shall eat or what you shall put on. I pray right now in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth that you cast all your care upon him, for he cares for you. Can we go deeper into this thing? He says the cares of the life and riches. Sometimes some people are rich, but the riches, they choke, they choke them out. And it says, in the pleasures of this life. There are pleasures in this life. Did you know that? I don't know why the church lying to you. There are some pleasures in this life. Can I tell you something else? 
There is pleasure in sin. You know that. You ain't too saved not to know that. But all those things that I'm talking about, when you start dipping and dabbling in the pleasures of sin, the pleasures of this life, all they're doing is choking that word out of you to where you become unfruitful or you become, you don't bring no fruit to, to maturity. You start, and people start asking you, man, what happened to your ministry? Man, what happened to that book? Man, what happened to you was doing? You was writing. Man, what happened to you? You, you had a podcast. Man, you trying to start a business for the homeless. Man, what, what? And you're like, oh, I got distracted. And you know, it's five, ten years later. You know why they got distracted? By the cares and the pleasures of this life. And so they bring no fruit, that he says, to maturity. Rebo Shaka. But right now, in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, I pray that those seven personalities and a double-minded man will be cast out of your life and that you will have a single mind and that mind will be on Jesus and doing his work every day and everything else will become secondary. If you put God first, then he'll take care of everything else. Rebo Shakarabosoko. See, that is why you have people in church who all hear the word of God. But the word of God is working differently in people's lives and others. Because others uh, have that seed, that word falling on the wayside. It's falling on stony ground. And it's falling on thorny places. Some people are falling on the wayside because as soon as they hear the word of God, the devil is coming immediately and taking the word of God from them. The other people are, are, who are falling on stony ground, they have no root. They got joy at first, but then the temptation, meaning, meaning the time of testing about the word, and they immediately fall away. And there's others who are falling on phony ground, and then because of the pleasure of this life, because of the cares of this life, because of the, the deceitfulness of riches, it's because of the, the glory to God, the access and the things and the habits and the temptations and all that stuff and all these cares choke it out of them. And so they begin to do the word of the Lord. They may start, they may start a, you may start a, uh, a singing ministry. And all of a sudden, out of nowhere, boom, you quit it, you're gone. What happened? The cares of this life. The pleasures of this life. It has choked the word. And now you bring no fruit to perfection. But that won't happen to you no more. <laughs> because I'm just one to believe. It don't matter. It don't matter how many times it takes you to learn a lesson. As long as you learn it. No matter how many times it takes you uh, to learn how to ride that bike. As long as you learn. And bring it to perfection. And the thing that has been destroying your life for years. Will not do it again. Because I prophesy to you right now. That you will bring some fruit to perfection. Let, let's go on and let's get this last one. And here's a... Here's, here's what the ground on the people who are hearing the word of God and is working for them. Here's what happened right here in verse 15. But on the good ground are they which in honest and good heart, having heard the word, they keep it. They keep it in their hearts. Thy word, O God, have I kept in my heart that I might not sin against, against thee. Watch what happened. And they're bringing forth fruit with patience. It takes patience to bring forth fruit. It takes patience to allow the word of God to work in your life. If you don't have no patience, then you're not going to see the manifestation of that word in your life. Some people hear the word of God and they expect it to be delivered instantly. 
Some people hear the word of God and they expect to be rich instantly. They expect a whole lot of things instant. This ain't no instant microwave. This ain't no TV dinner. This ain't no thing. There's some things you got in this world you got to work at. Everything doesn't happen just like that. Hallelujah. Glory to God. And that is why the word of God works differently in people's lives. That is why some people are more excited, more enthused than others. I pray right now that you are um, have experienced once in your life those types of, of grounds in your life. Some of you have experienced the wayside. You hear the word of God and immediately as soon as you hit the church door, it's gone. Some of you have been hearing the word of God and you enjoy, you receive the word of God and you get ready to make something happen. But here comes the enemy testing your faith and you immediately fall away. Some of you have um, worked in ministry. You have been, you have started churches. You have started ministries. You have started music ministries. You started working with children. You've done different things like trying to bless people. But all of a sudden the cares of this life choke the word little by little out of you. And now you're bringing no fruit to perfection. You start something and immediately it's gone. Because you didn't bring the fruit to perfection. And a lot of us are in that area. I hear the Lord, Lord speaking to me. A lot of us are in the area. A lot of us have been in the area. A lot of us have hanging around the area. And we've been in the area for a while. But that's okay though. Because we once was people who were by the wayside. We heard the word of God and it was immediately it was gone. Some of us used to be by uh, glory to God, the stony ground, the where we received the word with joy, but our faith was tested and immediately we fell. Now we're hanging around the thorny ground. <laughs> and the cares of life have tricked us. Matter of fact, the cares of this life has tricked you into bad marriages, bad relationships. It's tricked you into a lot of um, bad decisions, decisions, decisions that you made off flesh instead of spirit. And because of that, your ministry suffered and different things have been going on. And the people around you suffer because they had to watch you go through something that you didn't have to go through. But now, I believe God that you're going to move out of that thorny place. And you're going to move into the good ground. And you're going to start bringing forth fruit to perfection. In Jesus' name. Amen. Listen, if it's a word, then I must have did it. And if it's not, then I wasn't with it. Stay committed.